I didn't want a job. I'd never been able to keep one. I hadn't had a real job in years. I just couldn't end up fitting in with any rigid company structures. Oh, I tried real jobs when I was younger. I had tried that nine to five corporate world, but I'd failed miserably. The only real skill I had was my ability to chit chat with people. So inevitably, I ended up in sales. At first, I thought I would do okay at sales. People did like me and I could carry on a conversation, but I was never very good at selling people things that they didn't want to buy. The sales reports would come out and my boss would give me some sort of somber pep talk with tips like, you have to make the mark say no three times or never forget your ABCs, always be closing. It just all felt so ingenuine. My last real job ended, the one before this one that is. It ended when I said that people just didn't want to buy what we were selling. I will never forget Mr. Garrison, my boss at the time, his parting blow. While I was packing up my cubicle before heading out that door for the last time, he asked me rhetorically, why would I be paying you a commission if the customers already wanted to buy what we were selling? Well, that was the last corporate job for me, or so I thought. And that was almost a decade ago. After that, it was a series of temporary jobs, warehouse support and the like. Most recently, I was driving as an independent contractor for one of those rideshare companies. I liked that. The money wasn't great, but I did get to meet all sorts of interesting people. People who I could talk to all day long while I drove around the city. But then, after my wife went out on long-term disability, her medical insurance ended. She was the one who had held the steady job, a job that had provided us our benefits. She was going to be out of work for months. And that was when we discovered that the cost of continuing our medical insurance through something called COBRA was going to be enormous. It was simply unaffordable. Neither of us had any idea how valuable her client services representative job at the animal rights nonprofit where she worked was. That is, until we sat down one evening at the kitchen table and tried to figure out how we were going to make ends meet with her on disability. She had been there for years. She worked her way up from a volunteer receptionist. I used to get on her for the pittance that they paid her. She could have made more money, but working on animal rights issues was her passion. Actually, it was at a lab rat protest way back in college where we first met. I really didn't care about the animal testing that was going on in the campus labs. Truth be told, the only reason that I attended the protest was entirely for the purpose of meeting the cute girls who were there protesting. And it was successful. One of those cute, hippy-dippy protest girls eventually became my wife. She had a soft spot for the downtrodden like me. I needed someone who could accept me for my inability to hold a steady job. And I accepted her for her vehement beliefs that animals should have the same rights as people. We had years ago worked all of this out. She could have all the hippy-dippy beliefs she wanted, including her passion for animal welfare, just as long as she didn't expect me to agree with her on everything. It's true though, she weaned me off my crap fast food diet as she called it. And she has had me eating a very healthy, all natural, preservative-free vegetarian diet since we were married. I don't really believe all that is necessary, but she does, so I comply. 
Although, I do sneak in a cheeseburger or a filet of fish sandwich for lunch every now and then when I'm out by myself. But then, with her disability looming and our lack of medical insurance on the horizon, I needed to swallow my pride and get a real job again, one with benefits. She needed that. At first, I tried to replace her at the nonprofit. After all, I knew they had an opening and great medical insurance. I was politely rejected. They claimed that I didn't seem to show any interest in the work they were doing. They were right. I didn't. We all knew that it was my wife who was the socially conscious one in the relationship. They already knew that I was more interested in sports scores and football standings than animal welfare. Anyway, that's when Mr. Johnson had hired me as a pet advocate for his all-natural organic pet food company, Organifuels Pet Foods. I know now that Mr. Johnson is certifiably insane. I'm not saying that to be funny or critical. No, that's merely just a statement of fact. He is a certifiably insane genius. He formed this mail-order organic pet food business a year earlier. It's a business that caters to the desires of pet owners to provide a healthier, more wholesome food for their beloved pets. My job is to respond to potential customer inquiries. This was a great match. I am gregarious and I like pets. Plus, Mr. Johnson has designed a business model that seems to funnel only the most desperate pet owners for me to call or email. Most importantly, it came with medical insurance. The business works like this. A patron clicks on a banner ad or something similar on a website and they're directed to the company's website. There, emblazoned over the pictures of healthy, vivacious dogs and cats, Across the top was Proverbs 12, verse 10. A righteous man cares for the needs of his animals. That was all just part of the ploy. The entire page is designed to evoke a sense of actual caring and sympathy for the plight of all the dogs and cats who are being mistreated since they're only being fed garbage disguised as major brand pet food. This assertion is backed up with various testimonials attesting to the inferior quality of name brand pet foods and the miraculous results that pet owners saw after switching to feeding their pets our wholesome, all-natural, organifuel foods. To top it all off, all of our pet foods are certified by the AAOPF, or the American Association of Organic Pet Food. Recently, while on one of my kombucha breaks, I overheard one of my co-workers talking about how the AAOPF website was actually maintained by the same guy who did the IT support for our sales operation. Oh yeah, I should also tell you about the kombucha. Mr. Johnson provides us with free kombucha tea. I never really liked kombucha before working here, but in nine months, not only have I grown to like it, I now crave it. These cravings got so bad that, a few months back, I even bought my own kombucha machine, the exact same model that we have at work, so I could have tea on my days off. Even though I use the same brand of tea in the same machine at home, I don't seem to get the, hmm, how would you describe it? The same kick that I get out of the kombucha that I drink at work. It's to the point where I'm working more hours, mostly so I can have more of that kombucha tea while I talk to concerned pet owners. We talk mostly about their pets' various ailments and maladies, and of course, I get to suggest the best products for them to purchase in order to regain their pet's health. Well, it gets worse. 
My wife's ailment stretched into more of a long-term disability situation, and they had to replace her at the animal rights nonprofit. She can go back there as a volunteer, but that doesn't pay or provide benefits. So, of course, she wants me to see if I can get her a job here at Organifuel, the wholesome, all-natural food to enrich your pet's life. But I can't let that happen. If I do, she'll start asking questions. Questions that I've just ignored. For instance, what is so special about the kombucha? I don't know, but I like it. More to the point, though, I've been around here long enough to figure out that the pet foods that we sell are not all that wholesome or even natural. A couple of months ago, while I was shooting hoops by myself out back during my break, the ball ended up over the fence, back in the manufacturing area. Even though I knew it was off-limits to me, Mr. Johnson wasn't around, so I climbed over the fence to retrieve the ball. That's when I saw the raw materials. There were these crates with the words, dog food, unflavored, small pellet, product of China, emblazoned across them. Right next to the crates of this generic dog food were racks filled with jugs of liquid. I was too curious to just walk away, but I should have. That's when I discovered these one-gallon jugs of MSG, monosodium glutamate-laced flavor enhancers with labels like salmon, chicken, and beef. Now I know what Mr. Johnson was referring to when he was so anxious to protect the company's secret sauce. He meant that literally. One thing's for sure. If my wife worked here too, she would discover that for months I've been selling a pet food that is really nothing more than crap food as she would call it. It's true, too. The food I sell is nothing more than textured vegetable protein sprayed with a chemical flavor. It's actually closer to cardboard than to salmon, chicken, or beef. I know it's completely unethical to be hawking this stuff to naive pet owners who think they're paying for something that's all natural, all organic, and wholesome for their pets. I didn't know that for the first few months. But then, when I did learn, it was too late. I was hooked. By that point, I'd received a plethora of phone calls and emails from satisfied pet owners. Their pets absolutely love our food, so much so that many have remarked in passing that their beloved Sparky or Fluffy now turn their nose up at good old table scraps and beg for our Organifuel food instead. In fact, most of my day is spent filling express orders. That's when some anxious customer waits on hold until I can take their credit card information so that a bag of Organifuel can be sent to them overnight. And that's usually because they'd forgotten to order ahead and have run out at home. At first, I was just amazed how willing one of these fools were to plop down an additional $45 expedite fee, just so their cute little fluffy would stop whining for it. But now, it's common. And wow, their pets really demand their Organifuel. So that's it. I finally found a job I can hold. A regular job a real one with benefits, and one that I like. My wife's been proud of me too. At first, she had her doubts. She was really worried, but I've delivered a steady stream of paychecks and medical insurance for all the months that she's been out on disability. But now, my wife's disability payments have stopped, and she wants to work here. We need the money, true. And there is something special about that kombucha. How am I going to stop this? What should I say? What am I going to do now?